0: Hi guys, thanks so much for tuning in. You're listening to Channel Orange. My name is Maddie. Uh, This is our very first episode. Um, I don't know if you read our description on Star Radio, but Sam's just going to explain what we're all about.
1: Yeah, so um, last year James did this podcast, Perfect Sounds. I don't know if any of you heard it, but the idea was every week he'd pick an album from 2016, which he claimed was the best year for music. He'd get a guest on and the guests would try to judge whether based on just that album, 2016 was indeed the best year for music. We kind of like this format we wanted to change it up a bit so every week we're going to be picking an album we really like uh, and comparing it to the Guardian's album of the week and a guest is going to come on and basically judge for us whether we picked a better album or not Uh, and the hope is eventually we're going to beat the Guardian overall.
0: Yeah the Guardian tries to release kind of new up-and-coming albums and it's a bit unfair because we get you know the choice of all the albums introduced ever but um, we're kind of focusing on albums that we like and are kind of underrated and
1: yeah, and it's more fun when we win anyway, so it's better that we've got more choice. Um, out of interest, Maddie, do you have an idea of what the best year for music is? Because I really don't agree with James about 2016, but have you ever thought... Okay,
0: that? I actually, when he first said 2016, I I was unsure, but I feel like I, I actually want to listen to his podcast and hear what he has to say, because okay. there, there are some really rogue ones that I yeah, feel like would be good, Yeah. but for me, I'd say 1984, okay. just because the Smiths released two albums that year, so mm. kind of a great good year for music, already, yeah. oh yeah. Um, they released the album The Smiths and also Hatful of Hollow. Right. Just fucking great albums. Yeah. Um, also 1984 is the year that my mom stopped playing the clarinet. But that's, so... that's the worst
1: year for musical Oh, time, no, no, sure. no, 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 <laughs>
0: You haven't heard her play the clarinet. Okay. okay. <laughs> what
1: um, about you? Well, I actually, when I first heard the podcast, I did like think about kind of, because I was like, it can't be 2016. It just doesn't feel like, I don't remember that year being that good. So I kind of thought, you know, I should actually look this up, check kind of where my favourite albums are, what year would have been the best year of music, and I came up with 1966. So 1966, just as kind of like background album, I mean, these would be top tier albums any year, but this year they were second tier. So Otis Redding's Soul album came out that year. Um, Rolling Stones brought out Paint It Black uh, as a single on the album Aftermath. Jimi Hendrix released Hey Joe, David Bowie actually changed his name to David Bowie that year. So that was a big so thing. So he was
0: David Jones and then yeah, he changed yeah, to David exactly. Bowie. Yeah, okay. Um,
1: and then the best albums of the year. So Bob Dylan released bon- Blonde on Blonde. Uh, <laughs> well, we was... were
0: going to name our podcast yeah, Blonde ter- on what Blonde. what a terrible
1: idea that would have been. <laughs> um, Beatles are going to do, uh, sorry, not were going to do, did do Revolver. Um, Beach Boys did Pet Sounds. And Simon and Garfunkel released both Sounds of Silence and past East Sage Rosemary in time. And to top it all off, we won the World Cup that year. So, I mean, it would have just been a brilliant year to live in. So, I'm pretty convinced that we've beaten James on that. Yeah. Um, so, that's why we kind of need a new format, I think. So, we thought we'd change it up because it's just obviously not 2016. John, do you have an idea for a year? I mean, we kind of sprung this question on you, but can you think of roughly a period or anything that would be your favourite?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, the James at ACASTA clearly picked 2016 because it's a very funny year. Um, and he's he's done it to death in his shows. For me yeah. personally, though, 2020, um, I dropped my charity album. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> amazing okay. year for music, some great yeah. stuff.
1: Okay, well you can't argue with that. We can't argue with that. I think it's time uh, we should have done this earlier. I think it's time we introduce you. Um, it's the John Kite. As he said already, he released a charity album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to go listen to it. What's it? What's it called, John?
2: So it's called Let's Talk a charity album, and it aims to raise money for Mind, who empower. Um, people struggling with their mental health, and it's available on Bandcamp.
1: Thank you, John. You've cool. got to go listen to that. Um, so I only actually met John a week ago, uh, but from what I've seen already, he's a great guy. Um, more than anything else, though, so the reason I want him on is because this self-proclaimed rapper and hip-hop fan has measly two Frank Ocean songs. That he's listened to until now, and
0: I actually I have just met John five minutes ago, and I heard he only listened to two Frank Ocean songs, so I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Don't know how so this is gonna go.
1: We thought it was time to change that. Um, so here he is. How's it going, John? I actually thought you wanted my expert opinion on
2: music, but you just wanted, <laughs> yeah. you wanted to indoctrinate me because you're a little fan fra- Frank Ocean fanboy. <laughs> that
1: that that is what it is. Yeah, sorry. I'm um,
2: no, um, no, but thanks for inviting me. I feel like we're so close after one week. You're like a brother to me. I, <laughs> And a (laughs) father at the same time. Yeah,
1: completely, completely. Um, Um, I
2: really enjoyed listening to the album and I'm looking forward to talking about it. That's great,
1: that's great. Um, Well, if you hadn't guessed already, first album will be by Frank Ocean. Uh, We would have loved to have done Blonde or Channel Orange, which I think are probably his best albums. Uh, Blonde is actually my favourite. Uh, but everyone's heard those, besides John here somehow. So we're doing <laughs> Nostalgia Ultra, um, which was released in twenty eleven. It's actually his debut mixtape, uh, and it's really unique. It's very different to the other ones. It's full of remixes and reworkings of famous songs, which actually got him in hot water at the time.
0: Yeah, I um, actually I just heard it the other day, and I didn't even know he had this album, and it's actually amazing. Mm,
1: it, it's yeah. really, really. It's like really. Um, it's really like sporadic. Mm-hmm. The songs are very different, mm-hmm. um, which is quite different to the other albums, whether you like it or not. Um, But yeah, we'll also be comparing it to the Guardians album of the week, which is Untitled, which is, sorry, it's really unhelpful introducing it, by a a band called Salt. Um, You know it's alternative when it's called Untitled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So moving on, though, John, what were your initial thoughts on the album? I know you've listened to it twice now.
2: Yeah, I listened to it on the way over as well, so Mm. going a third time. Yeah. Um, But the way I see it, there's there's artists who, like, pretend to be really deep um, by putting really like lyrics you're not ambiguous lyrics um deep lyrics but really i'm not sure if there's that much meaning behind their songs Mm. frank ocean however doesn't fall into that category i feel Mm. like uh, after giving the album not one but two listens he's one of those artists who is very ambiguous you need to listen to it a few times maybe do a bit of research to Mm. to understand his message which is probably why i didn't give him the chance in the first place but once you get into it I feel like his music is genuinely very powerful and, and holds a lot of meaning. Um, and more than that, it was very personal um, as well. So, so the interludes are like little tape recordings, there's um, throwbacks to, to 90s video games. Um, and I feel like he, he just wanted to put a lot of himself onto the album and it, and it really comes across.
1: I think that's definitely true. I think the lyrics for Frank Ocean are so important and that was kind of the original reason I got into him because he's kind of like, I mean, he's in this rap group, Odd Future, and he's definitely out of all of them the most, uh, like, careful about his lyrics and his voice is always kind of, he puts more effort into making his voice sound better than the others because it's less rapping and more kind of R&B singing and stuff. And I think that comes across a lot on this one, especially because he's kind of got his most creative freedom at this point. And I think it is really personal Uh, because the theme is nostalgia. It's all about things he's nostalgic about. Um, But yeah, in light of that, what would you say your favourite song is? Is it kind of one of the more personal ones? I think like Strawberry Swing, for instance, Mm. is mostly the lyrics from that are from Coldplay, but he adapts them. But then there's some of them which he kind of really are basically his own songs, despite using backing tracks from elsewhere.
2: Yeah. So I feel like they chose the singles really well. So obviously after Mm. the initial release of the mixtape, um, they, they went on to release Novocaine mm. and Swim Good as singles. And for me, as an introduction to Frank Ocean, um, they work really nicely. They're easy to get into. They're very like, catchy and the production's sweet. Um, so they're definitely, I definitely recommend those to someone who was just going to listen to one or two songs of the album. Um, equally, I thought There Will Be Tears um, probably had the best production for me. The He, he took a Mr. Hudson beat, Um, sampled it and it was like glitchy um, with like heavy bass and 808s and i hadn't heard production like that in quite a while and it was very hard hitting Mm. um but my favorite song overall mm, it's difficult strawberry Swing was a great opener um and the atmosphere was amazing and it was really uplifting however just because it wasn't entirely original i don't think i can say that's my my favorite song so potentially then leaves we all try i would say is my favorite because although he does love songs really really well um what maybe sets frank ocean apart from a lot of artists is this kind of social commentary that he offers on we all try and that was actually i guess kind of progressive for the time um so he says uh, marriage isn't between a man and a woman it's between love and love um, especially given his, his background in Odd Future, which were notoriously quite homophobic, at least in their language, um, using the word faggot quite a lot and stuff. Um, this signals for me, it, it's powerful. Um, coming from an R&B, black R&B artist in 2011, um, it's a powerful point, but he's not afraid to, to, to get that point across.
1: That's really, that's really interesting. I actually, I really like all of those songs. I wouldn't say We All Try is one of my favourites. I wouldn't actually say it's up there for me, but I completely understand why you've picked that. Um, But let's listen to We All Try now.
3: I believe Jehovah Her the right to choose, but baby don't afford. I believe that marriage isn't between a man and woman, but between love and love. And I believe you when you say that you've lost all faith. Wicked, I know that we sin But I do believe we try We all try The girls try The boys try Women try, Men try You and I try. try Try We all try I don't believe in time travel I don't believe Our nation's flag is on the moon I don't believe our lives Are simple and I don't believe the show this isn't to I don't believe my hands are cleanly. Can't believe that you let me touch your heart. She didn't believe me when I said that. I lost my faith. You must believe in something, something, something.
1: we all try uh that's John's favorite on the album um I'm actually gonna say my favorite on the album is Strawberry Swing which is hard for me to say because it's a lot to choose from and especially on albums like this when the songs are so different it's really hard to pick a favorite because you like them all for different reasons but I would say Strawberry Swing is my favorite partly just because I really like I mean yes he didn't it's not as original as the other ones as John said um but for me it's the most it's the most enjoyable to listen to and I think it, it although it's taken as kind of it's almost a cover he's changed some of the lyrics and i think he does do enough to make it really personal um there's actually a story behind that song as well which like for some reason it really made it more powerful for me so there was actually this guy listening to this song um i think his dog had just died I've, don't ask me how i know this i can't remember how i found this out but this did happen um this guy's dog died and he was on his lawn um in front of his house listening to this song um, and he started to have a heart attack um, just kind of from the emotional trauma and um, he he didn't like immediately realise he thought it was like emotional pain or something and then the alarm clock at the end of the song went off um, and he like realised, went to the hospital and survived and was fine um, so this song literally saved his life and I know people say that as a joke but it actually did so when I heard that I was like oh, okay that's pretty sick that's like a you know verification this song's got something special so yeah let's listen to that
3: Teeth, strawberries on a swing Every moment was so precious I'm still kicking I'm daydreaming All the world is at its in. Good times here yeah. I've loved our good time Miss our good times here Spaceships are lifting off of a dying world and Millions are left behind while the sky burns There wasn't room for you and I, only you
4: Goodbye, goodbye
1: swing um, john actually didn't believe the story that i told about that which i'll understand if you don't but um, even if it's not a good story you can kind of imagine it might be true i think the alarm clock at the end is really interesting nevertheless um, but another song with a story behind it is american wedding uh, which is one of my favorites in the album i think he does a really good job of changing hotel california into a completely different song um, interestingly they're both quite kind of critical of american culture um, but in the end uh, Don Henley of the Eagles actually threatened to sue Frank Ocean um, so that he's not allowed to play it live now um, Don Henley actually called Frank Ocean talentless as well which is ridiculous I'm sure you all agree um, but it's a real shame I think, I mean comparing that to the reaction of Chris Martin who invited Frank Ocean to tour with him after hearing his cover of Strawberry Swing it's a shame that someone in such a great band uh, as the Eagles would kind of respond in that way to like what I see as a completely positive use of their music. Um, but I mean, I don't know what you think, John, but I, I, I just think it's such a good adaptation of the song because you, in all the others, he kind of seems to stick to the genre a lot of the time. I mean, electric feel, which you do, he kind of adapts a bit, it doesn't sound too dissimilar to the song, except he's changed the vocals. But this it's gone from like a kind of you know rock like a slow rock song to a r&b song yeah i mean
2: it's tricky i would say from the message point of view i like i like the message whereas a lot of the album has been like love songs this is a love song but not in the traditional sense mm. um in some ways it's a it's a proclamation that, that frank ocean doesn't believe in love um at least in the united states and Coming on to the to the point about him being sued. Whilst I whilst I don't agree with with the Eagles and, and Don threatening to sue Frank Ocean, um, as an artist, uh, I call myself an artist. I can see I can see why they did because whilst you're of the opinion he, he's changed it drastically, I'm not sure I agree. It feels to me like he while well, while well, he has taken the master track from the Eagles, the guitar solo and everything. Um, Kept the same melody um, pretty much, um, and just changed the lyrics. Which I don't know. As part of a mixtape, it's fine, um, and it and it works well, and it does add something a bit different. Um, but to perform it live as and to make it one of your one of your hit songs, I don't know. That that's another thing entirely. Um, and, and whilst he's definitely not talentless, I and mean, that shouldn't have been said. Um, In some ways it seems like a a lazy attempt to make a song without actually coming up with a melody or any production
1: okay that's that's interesting I can I can definitely understand that Um, I think though for me it was sort of because this album he didn't like make money from this album he released it free online Um, so it kind of seemed vindictive from the Eagles to me but I can understand like from an artist's perspective um, how it may be frustrating not to be credited Um, and I suppose, in a way, it is lazy, but I always saw it more as kind of he's trying to import the meaning from Hotel California instead of trying to be lazy. So Hotel California's got this message of kind of cultural, like, stagnancy, if that's a word, in America. And, you know, it's just like a, it is, in a way, a, criti- a critique of America. And I think by then taking that melody, you, you hear the interest of the song, you're like, right, this is a critique of America. And you can then listen to the song in that frame of mind, um, which I think that was the main intention um, But I definitely, I definitely see what you're saying there. I think think it's worth listening to now, actually, so you can kind of form your own opinion on that. Um, So, yeah, here's American Wedding.
3: American love. American me. American you. American Ted, American Heartbreak, oh, oh, oh. I took a walk with the palm trees as the daylight fell. Sangria in the canteen Talking to myself I can't remember. This tattoo on my left hand Is turning purple as blue Daydreams of the romance Daydreams of you, you. My pretty woman in a ball gown I'm Richard Gere in gear a tux Getting married in the courthouse Writing vows in a rush, making out before the judge. But my teenage wife got a wedding band done that I just might die with. It's an American wedding. They don't mean too much, but we were so in love. We had an American wedding. Now what's mine is yours. That's American love. in my rest at Kennedy. She signed her name and pen. In the fancy fancy curse and turned her term turn papers in. A thesis on Islam. Virgin brides and arranged marriage Key javes and polygamous husbands Those poor un-American girls After school she ran to me Jumped on my 5.0 This is the home of the brave, land of the free But your
1: parents still
3: didn't know She said, I've had a hell of a son So baby, don't take this hard Maybe we should get in Before this goes way too far oh, Just an American wedding can have my Mustang, that's all I've got in my name, but Jesus Christ don't break my heart, this wedding ring won't ever wipe off, but if you stay, oh if you stay, stay, you'll probably leave later anyway, it's love made in the USA, Uh
1: so that was American Wedding Um, that's one of my favourites in the album uh, despite the controversy around it Um, but John I'm interested to hear what your least favourite would be in the album we may not listen to it just because that would kind of be a pointless thing to do but (laughs) I I, I am interested to hear Um, well I'm afraid to say we've already listened to it really Um,
2: American Wedding for the reasons stated before probably my least favourite okay Um, just because it's unoriginal Mm. in many ways Um, However, having said that, um, all the songs are really good. I'd happily listen to American Wedding and enjoy it. Um, You just respect it, that's basically. I I respect it to some degree and I can enjoy the song, but just with the knowledge that it's not really his song makes me enjoy it less. Aside from that, everything's good. Dust, for me, maybe was one of the weaker ones. Um, Whilst I feel like he's quite ambitious um, with the kind of simile of of the book, uh, representing life and all these uh, turning pages, it comes across as maybe a little bit cliched, Um, maybe misses the mark slightly with how effective the use of that simile is. Um, But having said that, he went for it, he tried, maybe it didn't work for me, maybe it works for a lot of people, so I
1: still respect the song. I actually, I'd actually say I agree with that. I would say Dust. Dust is probably my least favourite on the album. I think it's just the least imaginative, really. Um it's not kind of as intelligent as the other songs. It's still good, but it's not as good uh, as the others. Um, do you have the same opinion about Nature Fields then as you do Hotel California? Because that is, again, quite a similar copy of the MGMT song.
2: Well, I think just because I'm much more familiar with Hotel California and it's like the melody in Hotel California is so much more iconic right. than perhaps the the one from Nature Fields and MGMT. Mm-hmm. Um if I listened to MGMT and then listened to Frank Ocean, what, one after the other, and they sounded really similar, maybe I'd, I'd feel a little less inclined to listen to it because again, it feels like a bit of a cheat. Um, but ultimately, that's I mean that that's why artists do mixtapes, so they don't have to get clearance, um, so they can gain popularity through using other people's and just being expressive. So from that perspective. Um, Maybe, maybe a mixtape doesn't need to be original, um, maybe it's a good outlet to bounce off other artists, use other people's work. Um, so I actually really enjoyed Nature Fuels. I thought it was a great end to the album. Um, I listened to it and a big smile came across my face, just because it's, it's really feel good. It made me want to like text my friends, oh, thanks for being my friend. Um, I didn't, I held back, because um, I'm a gangster, um, but I wanted to yeah
1: yeah i agree with that i agree with that um i i'd say i enjoyed american wedding more just because i, I kind of really enjoy the lyrics and quite funny um but yeah nature feels just really feel good yeah um so to finish off with this album before we move on to the guardians one um we were going to play either swim good or novocaine really can't decide between them because i love both of them which one would you rather we close out on um swim good okay well here's swim good So that was Swim Good uh, from Nostalgia Ultra, which we've just finished talking about. Uh, and unfortunately, we're going to have to move on to the Guardians album of the week, which I actually quite liked. I didn't love it. Uh, I wasn't expecting to love it, but it was a good it was a good album. It was definitely an interesting album. Um, what were your thoughts on it, John?
2: So for those of you who, who haven't listened, the album's very production centric. Um, there's not really many vocals. There are some, but they're sampled. Um and for me, as someone who really enjoys rap, hip hop, um, and really lyric-centric meaning, um, I guess I'm quite base in that I can't really find meaning um, through through production, whether that's classical music or or an album like this. Um, I struggle to find the meaning. Um, having said that, as I've started trying to produce stuff lately, and therefore that's helped me be. Help me appreciate um what's been created here um, in the the layers and dimensions of each and every song and the diversity within the album itself is very very impressive um and i i read the guardians review but the fact that this was made i think within 12 weeks of their previous album which was equally impressive shows that Salt, if that's how you pronounce it, is undoubtedly very talented um, as a collective, production-wise. Um, but for me, I wouldn't choose to listen to it again.
1: Yeah, I, I'd echo all of that, to be honest. I think um, it's really, really clear the vision they've got. Um, and what they're trying to do with the album is it's deeply political and deeply embedded in the uh, racial politics which are going on at the moment. Um, across the world um, but I felt like the shame was in this format where we don't get to properly listen to the album properly appreciate it I mean I've given it a full listen and thought about it but I I felt throughout that I wasn't giving it the proper chance it deserved I think it, there was so much going on in terms of the production um, and the variety in the album that I needed kind of more time to really get to what was going on so I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I could have done um, I think it's one of those albums you need to listen to quite a few times but It's definitely um, got similarities to Nostalgia Ultra, interestingly as well. Um, Not least that one of the songs is called Street Fighter, which is in Nostalgia Ultra as well, which is a really weird coincidence. But I think the songs are quite sporadic and different in Nostalgia Ultra, and they're also very different um, in this one, probably more so. But did you manage to come up with a a favourite song on this, or was it kind of... I think it was hard to find a song that was uniquely the best because you couldn't really compare any of the songs to
2: Yeah, I feel like... The album is definitely meant to be more of an experience than a, than a collection of single separate songs. Having said that, I Just Want to Dance um, was very feel-good. Um, and it did make me want to dance a little bit. Um, so maybe in the next sesh, after all this is over... I'll put on I Just Want to Dance and um, hopefully I'll have a girlfriend by then. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe You Want to Dance as well. Um, it is a good song. Um, it's one of the more kind of poppy ones as well. It's one of the more approachable songs in the album. So and let's you put that on. Shut your mouth. thing. that was i just want to dance um i would say that's up there for me but my favorite was actually um sunshine i really liked the kind of choral vocals on that i thought it was really um i don't know it it was feel good as well but it also kind of felt quite powerful and um and big as a song um what your thoughts on that one um i liked it again
2: nothing apart from probably i just want to dance was very standout um and i i enjoyed listening through kind of in one go but that's all
1: yeah yeah that's i mean i think as you say it was more of an experience to listen to the album as a whole um than any of the songs on their own um but yeah let's have a listen to sunshine Was sunshine. I think one of the reasons I like that is because it was so um, uniform as a song. One of my problems with the album was a lot of the songs were really kind of switch pace in the middle, which sometimes I like, but not when it happens on too many of the songs. Uh, like one of my favourite Frank Ocean songs, for instance, is "Nights," which has this big beat switch, um, like two thirds into the song, which like hits you like a rock and is really powerful. But in here, when it happens so much, it's hard to fully appreciate each time. And often, I kind of, when it happens, I'll think, oh, why wasn't the whole song like that bit we've just come into? Um, so, for instance, I think it was Fearless. The first half of the song, maybe it's the first third, is kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say boring, but it wasn't, it wasn't exhilarating. But then there's this guitar that comes in. Perhaps it was just for the outro, or maybe it's the whole second half, which like, was really, really good, really nice. Um, and I felt like if I had gone for the whole song, I could have actually really liked it. Fearless and it could have been something I'd actually listened to um, again but yeah it was a problem for me that the kind of good parts of songs often only came right at the end or right at the beginning and then it would completely switch into a different song uh, which again I guess is kind of they're trying to do something there which I can't appreciate on first listen um, but just in terms of my enjoyment of it it did hamper that but yeah we'll listen to that we'll listen to that bit of guitar from Fearless <laughs> can do anything you want to be yourself at all times don't don't be afraid of no nothing nobody be fearless it is on your mind your mind your mind that was, uh, that was fearless I don't know whether you agree with me on that and again I'm not trying to diminish the fact that they're trying to send a message with a lot of these songs but I'm just speaking in terms of at first listen, I couldn't kind of get to the heart of what that message was so I was evaluating it more in terms of like how much I actually enjoyed it and wanted to listen to it again instead of kind of complete like artistic value of the message they were trying to convey. Uh, So again, that meant I had a problem with the song Street Fighter, um, which is admittedly better than Frank Ocean's Street Fighter, which is just a 10 second clip of him like removing a cassette but it had these African tribal instruments which were really interesting um, and really surprising to listen to and kind of works in a way. They did a good job of making it not sound completely out there but again in terms of just how much I enjoyed the song it it throws you all over the place the album and this song was an example of kind of how all over the place the album is and when I think about it I think what they're doing there uh, and I don't want to project this meaning onto it but my interpretation of why this the song's all so different is it's an attempt to give a voice to all these different perspectives, which there are, which I think this album manages to represent really well. But in terms of how much I enjoy it, Frank Ocean is so uh, accessible. Um, And the lyrics, I would say, are deep in different ways and speak about different things in really effective ways. And maybe I find it easier to understand Frank Ocean because I've heard him a lot before. Uh, but I don't think for me it beats Nostalgia Ultra. What about you? I'm really hoping you prefer Nostalgia
2: Ultra. No, definitely.
1: The stuff you are saying about structure,
2: I find it really, really difficult to listen to, to songs and albums that are quite chaotic. Um, I like having that rhythm, the verse, chorus, verse, like Frank Ocean. But mainly I, ju- I, like, I like lyrics and I like Frank's smooth delivery, the melodies, as well as the production. Um, for me, it needs everything, whereas Untitled has, has the production. On a personal level, I, I need the meaning through the lyrics and, and through the melody of the vocals.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think for me as well, a lot of the time when you listen to an album, especially the first time, the songs you really like come during the middle and the end because you've got into the album and you're kind of understanding what they're trying to do and then it, it, from there you can appreciate the songs more. And the problem with Untitled was you never really get to a point where you're completely into it, uh, because it does change so much. Um, so none of the songs really got that leg up of me understanding what they were trying to do. Um I respect it a lot and I think I think it's really powerful. Uh, but I, I couldn't get into it enough. Um did you see any similarities between the two? Uh, besides the fact that they're really kind of you know, they both jump all over the place a lot.
2: Um, to be honest, not really. They're two very different albums from two very different genres. Um, And the type of people who who probably listen to to them are completely different. Um, Having said that, I've spoken about the production a lot. And the production wasn't too dissimilar. Frank Ocean is really production heavy, um, whilst making it seem like he's not because of his his soft and silky voice. Um, But in reality, he relies a lot on his production. Um, equally, untitled um, by Salt, obviously it is a production masterpiece. Aside from that, I appreciate also they're both trying to push push a social commentary um, and talk about issue current issues and help offer a progressive message to their fans. And in that way, they are similar, and I respect both of them. But uh, sonically, two very different
1: albums. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's about it. I think. One other thing I would say is they both push the edges of, of the genre that you try and place them in. Nostalgia Ultra, um, uh, Frank Ocean actually said when it came out, when he was asked what genre it is, he said, oh, it's a mix between bluegrass and death metal, which is like clearly like an ironic comment about, you know, this is so many different genres. It takes music from so many different genres. And I then have turned them all into songs in totally different genres, uh, which um, Untitled completely does as well but finally to finish off are there any albums you want to recommend um doesn't have to be anything to do with these we won't listen to them now but just to any listeners who kind of haven't gotten enough yet they want a third album any album you'd recommend which you think's really good
2: yeah so hmm
1: besides the charity album you've released besides <laughs> I wasn't
2: going to plug that again okay. don't worry um Jeremy Zucker has recently recently released an album sonically quite similar to Frank Ocean um he's probably on the borderline of is this deep because he's talented or is it pseudo deep but definitely worth a listen the album's called love is not dying
1: okay well that sounds really good i haven't actually heard that before so i'll listen to that myself as well um and we're going to be making a a channel orange playlist on spotify which we'll give the link out to so that'll be on the playlist as well um you can listen to that Uh, You may have trouble with Nostalgia Ultra. That's not on Spotify, I don't think, but uh, we'll see. I think that's all we've got time for. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, John, for coming on. Um, This has been Channel Orange. We've been listening to Nostalgia Ultra uh, and we'll be back next week with one of my personal favorites, a recently released indie album from a rapidly growing band uh, who will actually be playing Reading main stage next year if things go well at least with COVID. Um, But yeah, we'll see you then.